The Apostle Paul told us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 that all these examples of the Old Testament happened to warn us, to admonish us for our benefit today in the New Testament church. The children of Israel were constantly doing evil in the sight of God. And God would turn them over to an oppressor who would rule over them. And many times they would live for years under the yoke of the oppressor. They could not stand against their enemies because they had done evil against God. Then they would cry out to God for help, and God would help them. He would raise up a deliverer, and often these were deliverers were prophets, or they could be his judges. In Judges chapter 6, God has raised up Gideon to deliver the children of Israel from the yoke of the Midianites. Now, the first assignment given to Gideon was to free the children of Israel from the false gods of the Midianites. In verse 25 of Judges 6, God said to Gideon, Take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal that thy father hath, and cut down the grove that is by it, and build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this rock in the ordered place, and take the second bullock and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove which thou shalt cut down. The people were worshiping Baal. The children of Israel had turned to Baal. And they had built a grove to worship Baal. God is going to have Gideon cut down this grove. And he is going to have him to use the wood from the grove even to burn the sacrifice on the altar which is built to God, showing that Baal is nothing. Well, it's a very interesting assignment for Gideon is afraid. But Gideon took ten men of his servants and did as the Lord had said unto him. But because he feared his father's household, he did it by night. And when the men of the city arose early the next morning, behold, the altar of Baal was cast down. So they said, Who has done this? Who has destroyed the altar of Baal? And they found out that Gideon had done it. So they said, Bring out thy son that he may die, because he has cast down the altar of Baal, and because he has cut down the grove that was by it. And Joash, the father of Gideon, said, Will you plead for Baal? Will you save him? He that will plead for Baal, let him be put to death while it's yet morning. If he be a god, 
Let him plead for himself, because one hath cast down his altar. This was the first assignment, though, that God gave Gideon. Pull down those false gods. We just got false gods all around in the churches today. We've got the Catholic Church who builds images of human beings and teaches their people to turn to dead saints for protection. They have that saint called Christopher, which I think he's called a saint of protecting the travelers. I have a Catholic friend who kept a medallion inside her car on the passenger sun visor. And I would go to have dinner with her, and she, we would be riding along in her car, and I would notice that medallion that the Catholics think protects them. They teach their people to call on that dead saint for protection. Dead people can't protect anyone. Jesus tells us that the dead people are asleep. When you're sleeping, you don't hear anything. When you're dead, you aren't watching over anyone, as many people today in churches are taught to think. God is our protection. So pulling down these false gods in the Catholic Church, lighting candles to increase your faith, to get your prayers answered. This is not in the Bible. It's not from God. It's from man. It is a false god, just like Baal is a false god. Crossing yourself for luck. Good grief. This is all paganism. It's in the Catholic Church, but it's paganism. Protestants have their own version of paganism. They build their church buildings. They put in their stained glass. They build their crosses. And people worship their buildings rather than turning to God. And they think they worship God because they go to church. When really they worship their church and they worship their pastors and they praise them. So really, it's the same thing that they were doing in the days of Gideon. In John chapter 4, Jesus was in Samaria. And he was waiting by a well of water. And a woman of the Samaritans came to draw water. And Jesus asked her for a drink of water. And the woman began conversing with Jesus. John chapter 4 verse 9. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, Asketh drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria. For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, 
and his cattle? Verse 13, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus saith unto her, Go, call thy husband and come hither. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that thou said truly. Verse 19, the woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Anything we can see with our natural eye is of the flesh, not of the spirit. We had a church member years ago who went to visit some other church group, and he came back saying, oh, that was a wonderful meeting. And he just kept talking about how wonderful this meeting was. Finally, I woke up and said to him, what was so wonderful about this meeting? And he said, oh, at the table they had three large crosses covered with flowers. He was worshiping in the flesh. Well, he is not with us any longer. God seeks those who will worship in spirit and in truth. Truth is the Word of God, the Holy Bible, the New Testament Bible. And when you see something contrary to the New Testament Bible that they're doing at your church group, you can't worship God at that church group for it is against the Bible, the Word of God. It's against Jesus. You have to worship God in both spirit and in truth. A Baptist woman once called me and asked me to come and see the memorial she had set up to Jesus in her husband's den. He had died, and she set up a memorial to Jesus on one of the bookshelves. If you can see this thing with your natural eye, you are not worshiping in the spirit. 
That's the flesh. We worship God in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.